0: You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this.
1: What is up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 97. I am one of your hosts, first time, Christian Macias, a.k.a. Christian over on Twitter. And today, I am joined over Discord by the man who goes... To Halo Infinite and beyond. Toy Story joke there. (laughs) Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM. Nice. um, As as well as the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Uh, Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there as well as over at twitch.tv slash podcast PXN. Today, the topic of the show this week is EA Play Live. But before we get into that, we've got some news for you. The show always starts with PXN news of the week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Are you guys ready? Yes. So ready. <laughs> so our our first news item is kind of a, a, a big one, it's a heavy one. And for those watching at home, Trigger warning, content warning for some of the stuff that is coming up. It's probably the biggest news in gaming ever, one of, and I'm sure it'll be a big news for a long time. So just keep that in mind. Um, and I, the reason this isn't topic of the show this week is I kind of wanted to to foreground this at the beginning of the show um, just to get as many ears as possible, right? Just I, w- I want to start us off with this. And, and this is kind of a... Oh, it, it's multiple broken up over the course of multiple days, so it's not just... One news item, it's multiple. So, of course, we're talking about the Activision Blizzard um, employee walkout, much more more than that. It started uh, last week. California state government has filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard for horrifying workplace issues, including a toxic frat boy culture. I have a quote to read for you guys. A two-year investigation by the state agency found that the company discriminated against female employees and are subjected to a pervasive frat boy workplace culture, including cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior toward female employees. Uh, Further, the agency alleges... the agency alleges male employees play video games during the workday while delegating responsibilities to female employees, um, engage in sexual banter and joke openly about rape among many other things. And if you take a look through the document, there is some horrifying um, stuff there. So word of caution for those that are wanting to check that out to see what kind of stuff is happening in our industry. Um, few more before we, we head over to discussion. Um, Many Activision Blizzard employees have taken to Twitter to denounce the company's official response to the discrimination and sexual harassment lawsuit. Um, over a thousand employees then signed a letter condemning the company's response to those allegations. And then further, uh, the employees staged a walkout that happened today, this morning, to bring more attention to what they call an abhorrent and an abhorrent and insulting response to the lawsuit. Almost done. Um, we have a trending hashtag to support those employees. Uh, ActiBlizz walkout with a card um, to to go see the list of employee demands as well as some of the organizations that the employees um, are asking for donations. Uh, I have that l- linked over on my Twitter. And then in solidarity with uh, Activision Blizzard's employees. Ubisoft, nearly 500 current and former Ubisoft workers from 32 studios have signed an open letter in solidarity with Activision Blizzard workers, calling out Ubisoft management for its handling of misconduct scandals over the past year. That's a, that's a lot there that I just said. We can unpack it a little bit.
0: Um, just, Dan, uh, yes. initial thoughts here. Not good. <laughs> uh, it- Here's the thing, like uh, for a long time, like me personally, I have not liked Activision as a company. And even before they purchased Blizzard, I think Activision is a horrible company. And seeing stuff like this come out is, while very awful and sad, not surprising coming from a company such as a stature of Activision where they are in the mindset of, all they care about is money 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 they don't care about you know the work environment that people are are working in and and you know the harassment that people are dealing with in the studio and like this is literally just uh all coming to a head now because they are realizing like oh no we're in trouble we're getting sued by california state government and We have all these employees that are speaking out about all of these problems that have have come out now and that people have spoken up about. So it's obvious that (laughs) there is a big problem right now at Activision and This is very important, obviously, for the rest of the industry, like you said, with Ubisoft, you know, announcing similar things with their employees. And we know, obviously, some of the history behind Ubisoft's employees uh, having similar issues as well. And, Ro, I think I saw your tweet just a little while ago uh, talking about, you know, the... Uh, what what do they call it? The Bill Cosby uh, team. Bill Cosby Suite, yeah,
2: yeah. Bill Cosby Suite, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. At, at Blizzard, that there was these messages that are just the most like disgusting messages you could possibly imagine uh, of these male employees that are talking like derogatorily towards you know women and uh, presumably other people that they work other women that they work with, which is just not good at all and <laughs> not something anyone cares to see. And I I laugh not, you know, to make light of it. I laugh because of how awful it is. Like, it's just, it's insane to me that they have let their company get to this point where it's this toxic and this bad, bad of a work environment.
1: It, it's completely baffling.
0: I, I almost
1: don't believe it, but it, it's insane. And uh, to your point, like, even though, um, the investigation started, I think, uh, I think it was 2018. It doesn't mean it. W- it's this kind of toxic behavior started then. It's only when the lawsuit began. Yeah. Who knows how long this has been going on in that company? I'm sure it's, it was a lot longer and I'm sure industry wide, much longer than that. Ro, any any thoughts here?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not a good, good situation that uh, the people at Activ- Activision are in, especially the women and the people of color. And the marginalized groups there. Have, I'm glad they spoke out about this, and that this is coming to light. Um, I can't imagine what the, these women are, are going through. It's just like uh, like Daniel said. Like it's it's happening there, happening at Ubisoft, it's happening all across industry, and it's. It, I'm glad this. I'm not happy that this news happened. Like I'm not glad that we're talking about this, but I'm I'm glad that the the steam and the 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 cause has been reignited because this happened with ubisoft earlier this year or later last year over the course of the year we were talking something happened at ubisoft some allegations and sexual assaults and some bad stuff was happening over there and we talked about it for maybe a month that's even that i think is being generous we talked about it for a month and then it died down a little bit and then we came up again and then now we're here again so i would really like us to you know make a change and i i am definitely somebody that's guilty of talking about it when it's big. And then when it's done, quote, unquote, when it's done, it, as in it's not trending anymore, I stopped talking about it, too. And I think that needs to stop. And we need to keep the momentum going until there's change, because there hasn't been an example of actual change in the industry yet. So it's very hard for me to believe that some, some, some change is going to happen from this. But I would really like to hope that, you know, we somebody lost their life because of this. Somebody committed suicide because of all this harassment that was happening at a video game company and that's not okay. And I just hope that this coming to light can spark change the industry. And I think this does feel different from what has happened in the past. So I, I am hopeful that like, management at Blizzard will be shaken up because that's where it needs to start. Like We say that um, I can't believe that this has happened at the company and it, it's because of the people at the top. They're letting this happen. And your company is going to be full of good people, I would assume, if you're a good person. You would fire and get rid of those people if you don't agree with how they're, like, treating your other employees. So I look to the higher-ups at Activision to kind of either step away or get rid of those type of people within your company. So I, I mm-hmm. hope that's something that that starts to happen. And as I tweeted, as Daniel brought up, the thing that that uh, I was talking about with the Bill Cosby suite, because that that report is... I don't know how it could get worse than what we already saw this week, but it did with that, that, that report. And just like Daniel, I'm laughing because I, I laugh to keep from crying, honestly, in this situation. So, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, some of those guys are still in the industry and they're still at their high, high level jobs and they, they shouldn't be. So that's, that's where I'm at. And I just can't believe that this is happening again. And I will try my hardest to, you know, stick with it until there's change and talk about it because I don't want to let this like be put to the wayside again because it's it's going to keep yeah. happening, unfortunately.
1: One of them just uh, started a new studio and has a partnership with PlayStation Devotion well, Studios. So <laughs> Wonderful. Hmm. Yeah. But to your point, I do, think you, I do think you're right. I think we are on the verge of some kind of change. It feels that way. It feels different. I think um, the, all the eyes and all the, the talk over on Twitter at least points t- to that or at least it feels like it's pointing to that. Um, all the, the walkouts and the demands, I think, are powerful in ways that we haven't quite seen before. So I, I really hope there's some kind of major shakeup within industry-wide. And I love that the the employees are calling for shakeup, not just in their own studios, but for uh, developers um, as well as publishers as well. That, that's fantastic. But much more on the individual level, stuff we can do to... Um, Individually boycott is just to not engage with these Activision Blizzard games, or I was about
2: to say that, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, And if you feel strongly enough, uh, you know, want to push that further, even the Ubisoft games. Uh, to, to each their own. I won't say what you can or can't do. um yeah. that, that's for-
0: it. I did delete Warzone for my hard drive, so sorry, yeah. I yeah. Was, off. Yeah. So you just lost half your hard drive, then Christian? <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of free yeah, space. They got, yeah. Uh, yeah, all this free space. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I. Right. I was I was going just to touch on what you just said, Christian, about like the personal thing, and I think we've said it a lot of times in the past, and I've heard it on podcasts, like to vote with your wallet and then actually hit them where it hurts. And I've always been of the mindset, like, what is my one sixty dollars going to really do? But I think, it, like you're saying, it's more personal than than the bigger picture. And if more more than just me do it, then there is going to be a bigger picture. But it's like, what are you willing to support and not support? And it's different for everybody. Hmm. I'm not saying that you shouldn't play Activision games because I'm not not saying if you play Call of Duty, you support what some of the people at the studio are doing. I'm not not saying that. But for me, I like Overwatch is kind of the only game that I like from Activision. And right now where I'm sitting, I don't want to purchase Overwatch 2 when it comes out unless there's change. But right now, I'm not excited for Overwatch at all. I'm I'm not going back to Overwatch. I'm thinking of Ubisoft games. Writers Republic, that's a game that I was excited for. Probably not going to support it anymore. And and there's obviously a conversation there to be had, like, are you, you're not supporting the devs that are going to be hurt by this. It's like, there's yeah. a lot to talk about, but yeah. that's where I'm at right now, where I don't want to support these companies at all until there's actual change. And, and I, I want the people out there to hold me accountable. Maybe I'll even tweet this. Yeah. So if I'm talking about Overwatch, like, hey, you said you weren't going to support them, I want to be held accountable to that. Until there's actual change, I'm not playing Activision games, not playing Ubisoft games. I'm done with both of those companies. I'm, yeah, this is ridiculous.
0: Yeah and you you make a great point there that i was i was about to allude to roro like uh it it is a tricky situation because you're like this company is such a terrible company but then there's like really good people that work at some of these companies so the thing that i always like toss in my head is like man if i don't support this company is this going to hurt the the good people that work there like is it going to negatively affect them i hope not uh, and and I do, like you, Roro, hope that these things make changes so that I can support these developers, uh, because you're right. Like, right now, it does not feel good to support Activision, Blizzard, or even Ubisoft. And until they, you know, bring us some changes that will improve that work environment and we see proof that that is actually improving their work environment, like, I mean it's in the proofs in yeah. the pudding from the people that are actually working on these games. I, I feel like that's the most important part. And to hit hit on a little bit of what you said before, Roro, about how long this has been going on, like there were people that pulled a, a clip from World of Warcraft yes. developers. Oh, oh yeah. God. From a blizzard yeah, Jesus. from a blizzard panel back in like 2010, I think. Uh, yeah. and actually I think the current head of Blizzard, I believe, was on that panel, and they were talking about, you know, a female uh, gamer or fan came up to ask about re- female representation in games and asking essentially for, you know, a more fair representation of women. And, or not even necessarily more fair, but just more varied because it was essentially only getting, like, the, the scantily clad women uh demographic or whatever and not giving you like a diverse um look of what women can be like not every woman is the same not every man's the same like they and they kind of laughed and joked about it on stage on that blizzcon panel and is kind of ugh, that was not a good look for them either yeah last thing i'll say about this before we move on and just to
1: press this further um i think Obviously, women deserve better, people of color deserve better, and I think it's especially men in our industry, or in any industry, have a responsibility to check our own biases, check our own um, predispositions of, of gender, of race, um, and we have a duty to, when we see something that isn't correct, when we see someone saying something they shouldn't be saying, to call it out. You have that kinds of training happen all the time at work. You, you onboard at any company, you'll undergo those kinds of training. So we have a responsibility to look out for one another.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah absolutely. I won't say anything else, but I totally agree with the calling out thing. I just, I, I can't believe that all these things were happening and not one person was like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't do this. Just, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah.
1: Moving on, guys. Um, next story Pokemon live action series in early development over at Netflix with Joe Henderson of Lucifer to write and executive produce, uh, some small tidbits of info here, a new Pokemon series in early development over at Netflix variety has learned exclusively from its sources. Um, as the project is still in its early days, no details are available about the plot. However, sources say that Joe Henderson is attached to write and executive produce, um, Sources also say that the project would be a live-action series akin to the Detective Pikachu film starring Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith that was released in 2019. I included this in here just because Pokemon uh, Unite, Pokemon Unite, just released. There's a lot of Pokemon hype um, in in the games industry. Does this do anything for you guys at all?
2: Go yes. Sorry. Yeah, it, I really like Detective Pikachu, and I'm I'm hoping that we. We do get a sequel someday. I, I'm not holding out hope for that. But yeah, I'm totally down for another live action uh, Pokemon game. I loved... There were some designs that were a little bit freaky in the Pokemon <laughs> Detective Pikachu uh, movie, but I'm here for another version of that. I I, I know there's a lot of uh, uh, hesitation when Netflix does a live adaptation of an anime, so I get get why people may be a little bit... You know, hesitant to be all gung ho about this, but
0: yeah, I'm I'm totally fully
2: totally down for this.
0: I feel like this this was, in my opinion, I feel like this is a better fit than like Detective Pikachu being a movie because like I feel like there's so many stories that they could tell within that universe, and I feel like you know, obviously Pokemon is based in the real world or whatever, so like you don't have expensive CGI of like your background and all this crazy stuff. You can still film like on location. You just have to do the yeah. CGI of the characters. Um, and you know, I, 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 don't know. I'm, I'm very interested to see what this turns into. Cause I was kind of one of the ones that was like, I liked detective Pikachu. Like I thought it was interesting but i didn't love it I, I didn't think that it was like the best it could be uh i obviously i like ryan reynolds he, he's an amazing actor and does some crazy stuff but uh and for the most part i thought that the story was interesting it was just i don't know I, it felt like too much of a pokemon spectacle rather than like a, a pokemon right. movie i guess
1: one of the things I'm curious to see um, with this series is whether or not it'll have a positive impact on game sales. Yeah. Depending on w- on when this is released, if it'll get people like more into the Pokemon um, ecosystem and they'll start playing. I know, I know Arceus Arceus, is that correct? Um, launches <laughs> some later <laughs> later next year. Yeah. See if uh, there'll be any kind of crossover there. So we'll have to wait and see. Yes. Some That's Xbox news: Forza Horizon Five. Uh, features 11 biomes. This comes from uh, an interview with Mike Brown, creative director of Forza Horizon at Playground Games for Xbox Wire. Quote, we knew from the beginning that we wanted this to be the biggest Forza Horizon yet. However, if we wanted to be the biggest, then we felt we also needed to offer the most diversity and contrast as well. Mexico is almost like the whole world in one country. Snowy peaks, tropical jungles, epic canyons, beautiful beaches, ancient architecture, and modern cities. When you add on Mexico's incredible culture, the music, the art, the history, the people, there is no more exciting location for the, for the Horizon Festival. Dan, my Xbox man, yes. what
0: does this do for you? I'm very excited for this game. I, as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, I love the Forza Horizon games. Uh, I'm not a huge racing sim guy. I like the open world stuff, arcadey feel to it, and I love, I love the stuff that they're doing in terms of like the uh, the history side of it. So, like, you get to visit like historical locations and like go on like these quests to find like i don't know a tomb or whatever or like i don't know i just feel like they're questifying the open world a little bit more which i will love and uh kind of making the world another character essentially with mexico's obviously as they said that mexico has a a ton of different like ah, variety in terms of locations uh, I feel like Britain got a little bit stale in Forza Horizon 4. Uh, I still really enjoyed my time, don't get me wrong, but like it was too samey uh, throughout that map, whereas Australia I loved in Forza Horizon 3. Um, so, yes, I'm very excited for Mexico in Forza Horizon 5, and mm, it looks so good. All the textures oh so good so, yeah the screenshots uh, that were included in the xbox
1: wire are fantastic yes any yeah, thoughts
2: I'm, Ro? yeah i'm looking at those screenshots now and it it looks insane like there's one called uh the rocky coast and it's like the the island and there's the the sea washing up on the shore and it just looks incredible and i can't believe you're going to be able to i can't believe that's the game first of all and then being able to drive around in those environments, looks like a lot of fun. I remember when we talked to, uh, I think it was E3 that this this was shown off at Xbox's yep. conference. I think it was what closed it, right? That was yep. what closed.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Besides so. uh, Arcane's game, yes. Right, oh, right, right. right, right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one of my favorite things there. And, and, as, and I'm in a similar boat where I'm not a huge racing game fan. I, I like my need for speeds every once in a while, but this isn't something that usually I'm interested in, but what they showed off and how it how the gameplay looked and how seamless like the UI and getting somebody to join your team was and like everything was checking all the boxes for me and it, it looks like a, a really beautiful game. So yeah, this looks looks awesome and, and like Dan was saying, the environments look like uh very varied that it wouldn't get uh too old to drive around this uh this country. So definitely excited for it.
1: Shout out to the art team for yes. using photogrammetry to bring this, uh, the Mexico to life. We appreciate
0: you. Yes, so good. Yeah, I
2: remember watching that that trail the 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 uh, showcase, and it's like, oh, that's a really nice live action thing that they're showing us here. And then the car would drive by. and It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is the game.
0: <laughs> also, shout I love out racing games for that. Shout out to the song they used in that tra- the reveal trailer because now it's like one of my favorite songs. I play it all the time. <laughs> what song was it? Uh, you can get it. I think is the name of it. Now I'm put on the spot here, but I think it's you can get it. Yes, by Arkells and K Flay. It's pretty fly. It's pretty fly. I'll
1: have to re-listen. Yes, I like it. Moving on, we got some more Xbox news for you. The Coalition have revealed their Unreal Engine Five test videos. They tweeted out two of these. Um, one was a YouTube video, uh, on character rendering and the other was the alpha point tech demo. Wanted to ask if you guys were able to watch these videos during, during the week. Yes,
0: I did. What are your thoughts, Dan? un believable Uh, yeah, the character rendering looks insane. Like, I, and I think that they're using, um, I forget the name of the technology that Unreal Engine has, uh, Frick, uh, MetaHuman, is that it? uh they're using that technology i believe to build this and oh my gosh it looks so good like you can see like the beard hairs like individually like on the the guy's face and i'm just like holy crap is this the future of uh marcus phoenix's beard right here on gear six uh (laughs) but uh yeah and the alpha point tech demo looks freaking visually unbelievable which it has to be, like, some testament that uh, Unreal or Epic, I should say, Epic Games is willing to showcase this demo from an outside studio, The Coalition, uh, as, like, a showpiece for for their engine. Like, that's pretty impressive that, uh, that they're able to do that. But, obviously, Gears of War has always been, like, that showpiece, you know, game for mm-hmm. the Unreal Engine ever since uh, Unreal Engine 3 um, with the original Gears of War. So, Yeah. Looks so good! Can't wait to see what the coalition cooks up with that baby.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm watching the videos now, and it looks incredible. Especially the uh, the character is what I'm most impressed by, like the the outfit that he's wearing, like the the texture on his his suit, the leather on like yeah, the, leather. that leather like I feel like I could I could touch it. It looks. <laughs> It looks so good. Um, But when the characters start getting realistic like this, I always worry that, oh, it's going to get into uncanny uh, valley territories and some Quantic Quantic Dream stuff. And and I'm not getting that at all. Like, this looks super real, but it's, like, not crossing that that weird threshold right now. So I'm I'm crossed by that. So, yeah, I'm excited for, like Dan said, whatever Coalition is cooking up, it's going to be beautiful, at at least. So I'm, I'm excited for whatever that is.
1: Yeah, tech demos like this get me pretty jazzed about whatever entry is coming from from that team. More than likely, it'll be the next entry in Gears. Maybe they're doing something else. I, you know, I don't quite know, but like it's it's on my radar. I if it looks good and it's pretty and it runs great, I want to check it out. Yeah, like it it is likely to be Gears Six, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Moving on, this dropped, I think, this morning. Monster Hunter Rise and Okami Collab is officially coming July 30th. Um, if you, you can obtain the new layered armor to make your palamute look like a Matarasu from okami. Guys, did any of you play okami or do any of you play Monster Hunter Rise? I
2: I don't play Monster Hunter Rise, I have played Okami. Um, I think this is awesome. This is a really cool crossover, and I'm glad that Capcom is like <laughs> doing this, like showing Okami some love. So yeah, I think this is really cool. Okami Den on the DS, I think very underrated. I think love that game. Um, but yeah, I I think this is awesome. I I think I want to get into Monster Hunter Rise eventually. Um, Monster Hunter Stories first though. That game looks really good. Yeah, the the, the sequel that came out on the Switch. Yeah, I I, I kind of want to play that more than Rise, but. Yeah, Monster Hunter is is definitely on an upswing right now. After World, it's been really good for the community, so I'm, I'm happy for them.
0: Dan, will you be checking out Monster Hunter Rise? <laughs> I've played neither, and I have no experience with either franchise, but I will say this fox with flames on the back looks freaking awesome, <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, there was a remaster, I
1: think, on the PS3 of Okami, um, and if they were to remaster it again, I would... <laughs> happily play it because that, that game rules nice moving on sorry, oh, sorry i just wanted to ask, I just
2: wanted to ask mm-hmm. christian if you if you've played okami okami den on the ds yet no no Better okay. didn't know no
1: although i do miss my ds i was thinking about it today from, from a meme i saw on twitter but yeah okay, anyway <laughs> moving on pax west 2021 will now officially require covid 19 vaccinations or proof of a negative test this comes from a tweet uh from pax west over on twitter how do we feel about this uh is this good for pax will this have a positive impact on on ticket sales what do we think here
0: uh, I think it's definitely uh, the right thing to do, especially in the climate we're in right now with the whole variant coming uh, to a head, I guess. Uh, that's probably the, the biggest thing is just making sure that everyone who goes to this event isn't spreading COVID because that's going to just be a, a mess. The only question I have is, is like uh how are they going to facilitate these people who uh don't have proof of a vaccine and they're going to get their test to have to bring in like a, a thing that shows like that they had a negative test because like what if they're like positive and then or what if they're negative they get a negative test and then they come in but they're positive like does that make sense like they got the test beforehand yeah. so it's like a, it's a little bit like I don't know if the semantics quite line up there. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, it's definitely better than the alternative of you know not regulating anything and pretty much letting everyone in and you know not not having a good experience in terms of uh, spreading COVID to every single person there. But absolutely, yeah,
2: yeah, I I think this is a good move too. Conventions are like notorious for getting everybody sick like convention sickness is is like a thing Mm -hmm. so i think this is a a good thing that uh pax is like making the effort to to do that i feel like pax was was one of the first to cancel last last year because of the covid stuff i'm not sure if that's correct but i it was uh, the playstation was the first one i think playstation had an event and they're like no we're not doing this and then there was like a domino effect from there so yeah, hopefully this sparks. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, so I'm sorry. Ruro, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The, no, because PAX East actually was like one of the last uh, events. Before oh, okay. Yeah. OK. <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping this sparks. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe this is has been a trend for a while, but I hope this is the the trend. Like, I hope this starts a positive domino effect of other conventions. Like, we're going to do this, too. We're going to take the necessary precautions to, you know, make sure our attendees are, are safe and, and healthy so we don't s- spread it anymore because you know it I, I understand why people are, are happy to to go back and you know get back to the normal as as, as normal as they can. So I, I, I'm totally fine with people going to conventions and stuff like that as long as they are like following the rules and and you know trying their best to not spread the virus around. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it's definitely a, a sticky situation, but I'm I'm glad they're taking the some good precautions.
1: Yeah, like Dan said, the worry is how how well they'll regulate it coming in, into the convention center. If if they're doing their due diligence to check whether or not you have gotten a recent negative test, and or if you are vaccinated, but you know, I have I have my doubts on how how effective that'll play out. But I, I think this is certainly a step in the right direction, and we'll we'll see what attendance is like this year because uh, PAX West is soon. I think September third. Yeah. I think. September or something. Yeah, sound that sounds right. I'll I'll, I'll trust you, Ro. September <laughs> percent. Yeah, <laughs> <100% sure. laughs> We've got another big story that came out this week in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz. Former CEO of Sony uh, Interactive, Sean Layden, calls consolidation the enemy of diversity, saying, "quote." very hard to launch a $120 million game on a subscription service charging 9 dollars a month. What does he mean by that? I have a few quotes here for you, and then we'll get into a little bit of discussion. Quote, music on a revenue basis is probably one fifth of the game space, but their cultural impact is a hundred times what gaming is. Right now, we are narrowing ourselves down into genres and sequels and certain types of games. Favorites like my own, like Parappa and Vibribin, those things don't seem to get a chance to come out on stage. That's bad for the industry and for fans. Over time, that leads to to a crumbling of the games industry if we just keep talking to the same people and telling the same stories in the same way. Uh, some some games, essentially some games, the same games and big budget titles kill diversity is what, he, what he's uh, getting at here. Uh, further, laden comments on the size of the console market uh, Reflect that of Xbox boss Phil Spencer, who believes things like subscription service, Game Pass, and streaming technology, xCloud, will enable the console games industry to go beyond that 250 million number of subscribers. Layden, however, is skeptical. Quote, it's very hard to launch a $120 million game on a subscription service charging $9.99 a month. You pencil it out, you're going to have to have 500 million subscribers before you start to recoup your investment. That's why right now you need to take a loss-leading position to try to grow that base. But still, if you have only 250 million consoles out there, you're not going to get half a billion subscribers. So how do you circle that square? Nobody has figured that out yet. My question to you both, uh, because this is a loaded article, I think, to some degree, is how do you feel about Layden's comments, and is he being too cynical about the game space specifically subscription services
0: and um, diversity so i I think the problem is is like what he's saying is is that subscription services can't manage uh, big budget games uh, and and it kind of he's saying um, sways people away from making you know the smaller uh more interesting games i'll call them or more unique games and I, I feel like Game Pass is the exact, like, uh, antithetical to that because we have games like Grounded. We have games like uh, the Ninja Theory game that it just escaped my head that's a smaller project as well. Oh, uh, project ble- Mara? No. Ble- Bleeding Edge? Bleeding Edge? Is that right? The multiplayer game? I think that's it or something. Yeah. Right <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Anyways. Bleeding but- Edge yeah so you have smaller stuff like that grounded bleeding edge uh obviously microsoft partners with other small independent developers that brings game pass games in as well and like his comment about a 120 million dollar game or whatever doesn't really work for game pass like all of microsoft's first party games are big budget games for the most part the big triple a games. so like halo infinite's halo infinite's budget has to be over 500 million at this point because the game has been in development for six years like 343 has about 500 and some employees like that's a lot of investment in halo infinite and that is going to be on game pass at 999 a month like so i i guess i just don't understand what he's saying here because like microsoft is proving that that subscription model works because if it didn't it wouldn't exist um i don't know that's just my kind of first take from it and also like the subscription service isn't replacing buying games phil spencer's talked about this before too like it's not replacing buying a game. It's just like, it's catering more games to you so that you can say, Hey, I really like this. So then you can go buy it. Obviously the first party stuff you don't have to buy because it's there forever, but it kind of incentivizes you to buy other things that you may not have bought, you know, previously. Uh, and also the other thing is, is uh game pass kind of gives you that. It, it gives you that, idea of, of value because you're getting 200 plus games and you're like oh this is great value like this is this is something I want for $10 a month so I don't know I, I, I just didn't really I don't know relate to what he was saying there I guess sure what did you think Ro?
2: yeah I I, uh, I agree with Dan I think that like there's examples of the opposite happening in, in the industry right now and Game Pass is kind of the most notable one, um, and I, I do agree that a lot of com- PlayStation, sometimes seems to be doing the the same thing. A lot with uh, like when they're in terms of like their stage, like he's talking about how parappa or the rap and bib ribbon games like that don't really get to come out on stage a lot because they're just doing what they think works, which I I do agree with. Like the we. But at the same time, like, we're seeing games like Shifu, we're seeing, like, new new things uh, are coming out from PlayStation, and they are trying new ideas, but I, I'm sure, like, there's people out there who's like, give PlayStation All Stars another chance, where's Sly Cooper, stuff like that, that fans have been dying to see that PlayStation just won't go back to because they don't think it's going to be successful so it's it's definitely an interesting conversation. I do think streaming is is great. I think it's it's helping the industry if if anything um, yeah. yeah so i i yeah i i I disagree with him more than I, I agree with him i guess
1: yeah, I think with with games pass game Pass specifically, I get to try out a lot of games that are smaller titles that otherwise I wouldn't have given the chance, so anecdotally um I could reject. Uh, Sean Layden's hypothesis, like, from the get-go. Um, I, I, he's obviously a very smart businessman, so I don't want to discredit it, discredit him altogether, but, like, ironically, some of the stuff he's saying about, you know, killing diversity uh, with game titles, like, I honestly see that, like Ro said, more on the PlayStation side, right? Mm-hmm. Giving um, the space more to these big-budget AAA titles, right? Um, and then giving them uh, the... I guess, press giving them the media, giving them um, access and and like visibility on their stores and making it harder for indie titles to get that same level of of care that these big budget titles are. So, what
2: about the whole scandal with them having to pay an obscene amount to just like be on the store just a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, I I can't agree with him just yet. I, I think we would have to wait to see what the impact of. Game Pass is a few years down the line before we can really say that uh, these sorts of, of services are killing the industry, when in fact it feels like the industry is moving forward in a way we haven't seen before
0: at all. Yeah. You see that with games right now that are, like, more of a service, so to speak. Uh, Like, for instance, Halo Infinite's multiplayer. It's free to play, so everyone gets to play it, not just Game Pass people, but they have, you know, the cosmetic uh, things that you can purchase or the battle passes and such that gives them another source of revenue. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, It is interesting.
1: We shall see what the future holds. But until then, moving on to the next news story, Annapurna Interactive is teasing an announcement of some kind with their latest tweet this Thursday, 12 p.m. Pacific. Who knows what lies uh, tomorrow at, at noon? And will you be watching?
0: Uh, yeah, be interested to see what it is. Uh I don't I I have no idea what what do you, do you have any ideas of what we're gonna see Roro any any hopes no idea no no, no idea yeah. I just know no. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna probably like it yeah but uh yeah
2: I have no idea what to expect they're like we talked to are they I don't want to sound super stupid because I think they make movies too doesn't Annapurna make movies as well they, yeah uh, like, they do okay I was I was gonna say they're like the A24 to like kind of like link it to what our topic was before but they already make movies but uh yeah they're they're really creative with their stuff i think uh sayonara wild hearts was one of their games i believe Hmm. outer wilds what remains of Edith finch they've got some really cool games in their catalog so when there's a new one being teased i'm I'm definitely always excited for for whatever it may be it's very creative stuff from them usually i think stray is one of their games too yep yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah so yeah it's pretty cool my thing
1: with Annapurna is that they publish a lot of like interesting, creative, smaller titles that like may or may not be good. So my rule of thumb is: I'll always check <laughs> it out. I'll always try it once see see what's up. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, the Halo team had at this point uh, a, a <laughs> today at two p.m. Pacific they had uh, their first look at Halo Infinite's upcoming tech preview. I did not; uh, I was not able to watch this. I, w- I was at work. Dan, uh, did you did you catch this,
0: Christian? I mean, it, you missed probably the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm not going to go <laughs> that far. But uh, no, it looks really good. Uh, they showed off like they actually showed off two uh, full games of multiplayer. One, the first one, so they opened literally within the first five minutes of of them going live. They showed gameplay on Xbox One. Xbox One, the first thing they showed Xbox One, and it actually looks and runs very well on Xbox One, which is the biggest, not surprise to me, but like it's the biggest like, yes, beautiful. Thank you, 343, for delivering uh, a great, you know, last gen version of Halo Infinite, unlike other games that have come out last year, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk uh so yeah that i thought that was really ballsy of them to say here's xbox one footage of halo infinite like here you go this is what it looks like and it looked i thought very good for being xbox one um and very excited very excited uh i got my invite last night for the infinite flights which will begin tomorrow and runs through sunday Actually, it runs through Monday morning, bright and early, but I'll be at work. So Uh, (laughs) effectively runs through Sunday or Yeah, Sunday. Uh, But yes, I'm very excited to get my hands on this. And uh, they actually closed the show with Series X gameplay, which looked phenomenal. And I am very excited. I'm very excited, guys, to just jump into this. They showed off (laughs) a bunch of customization. They showed off a bunch of this is going to sound stupid, but a bunch of uh pc settings because i know there's a lot of halo pc fans out there that want to see like triple key binds and uh all of the pc different options that there are out there that you can tweak to your heart's desire um but they did confirm one thing that halo fans are a little upset about but again it's not it's not the end of the world uh so assassinations which are like the animation when you go behind someone and, and smack them in the back, you get this really cool animation that they, for Halo five, they had a ton of different animations it was just super cool to see and, and do. Uh, those will not be in at launch. So they will just have traditional oh. back smacks. Uh, That's fine. Yeah. Halo one, two and three all had traditional, just normal back smacks. So, uh, but they did say that the reason was because a lot of people, professional people, uh, specifically turn off assassinations because they take longer to uh, complete. Whereas if you just backsmack someone, it takes two seconds uh, or not two seconds, but literally like, you know, done uh, so. <laughs> uh yeah i i think that's a minor thing and they said that they wanted to take time to kind of tweak assassinations to be something that people want to actually you know leave on whether competitive or not so uh they have confirmed that they're going to be working on that for the future but that will not be there at launch but i'm so excited
1: (laughs) yeah that i being upset about something not being uh, available at launch because they want to make it better like seems like something you probably shouldn't be upset about. And like, yeah. just wait. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bro, are you excited to play Halo? Will you be playing Halo?
2: I'm excited for when the game launches. I would love to. You know, I'm glad. I'm just glad
0: Dan got in. Like he got the Unis yeah,
2: and he got. It. I'm just happy for that. I was, um, but yeah, I'm definitely excited to watch watch people play it for sure.
0: I was freaking out last night, Roro. I was—I don't know <laughs> if anyone was watching my tweets, but I was freaking out. I was like, oh, he got an invite. He got Where's my invite? Was, You'll yeah. have to fill us in next
1: week. Yes, absolutely. Moving on. Devs from The Last of Us, Call of Duty, God of War, and more have come together to form... That's No Moon, a new studio working on an action-adventure game backed with a 100 million dollar investment. Um while the studio is working on a game, the announcement press release mentions that That's No Moon rests at the intersection of games, film and TV, although it's not clear if that's a creative philosophy or representative of the actual kinds of projects that the team will work out work on um, the studio aims to build a team of one hundred devs by twenty twenty two What are your guys'
0: thoughts on this new studio? Amazing logo by the way <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, this is insane amount of talent uh that's for sure, and obviously that's kind of evident by the one hundred million dollar investment like that's insane for a brand new studio to get that kind of investment that never happens like very rarely does that happen. In fact, probably, I don't know, I'm probably wrong in saying this, but I feel like the last time something like that happened was, like, Jason West and Vince Pella creating Respawn, uh, and EA invested in them uh, hugely. So, yeah, uh, this is is super interesting. I'm very interested to see, like, what this means and, like, what their game, I guess, is going to be. Is it going to be a game, or is it going to be an interactive thing? Um, Yeah, uh, very, very intrigued.
2: Yeah, I am super excited. Third person games. Kind of my, one of my favorite, favorite uh, types of games. Last of Us Uncharted, stuff like that. Um, God of War. So I'm definitely excited for whatever they are planning. Um, that note, uh, what's the, that's no moon. Yeah, that, obviously that, the first thing that I just think of for most people, I think would be Star Wars. I think it's just like a cute name, but obviously I'm, 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 hypothesizing and theory theories are going everywhere. Maybe they're working on a, on a Star Wars game, but maybe it's just a cute title. but yeah they've got they've got a lot of cool uh, cool talent back Scott Lowe just to name yeah. one that's yes yeah, it's like it's really really cool stuff. so oh I did I'm, I'm excited that. for them yeah,
1: yeah there's <laughs> a, there's a lot of big names that I didn't mention that are attached to, to the new studio so I would take a gander through um the story over at IGN. To give you the rundown of, of some of the bigger names that are heading this studio,
2: do, do you guys think that uh, that's no moon means anything or it's just, uh, just a fun name?
0: I didn't even think about the Star Wars reference until you uh. said it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I didn't until you just said <laughs> what Roro just said that I didn't think about. That's huh. a space station. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe not. Probably not. Maybe they're all Star Wars fans. Hey? Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> possible. It's possible that it could be a Star Wars project, though, because EA loses the exclusivity in, I believe, twenty twenty two. So,
1: maybe. All right. I'm. I'm going to predict it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Star Wars thirteen thirteen is alive. It's wow. coming back, and that's New Moon is working on. It. I'm bringing it back.
0: Dang. All right. <laughs> first.
1: All <laughs> thanks to Roe inspiring me. Scoop. Moving on to our our final two stories, we've got some console sales numbers for you. Um, First up, Microsoft says Xbox Series X and S are its fastest-selling consoles ever, with an estimated 6.7 million units sold as of June 30th. Congratulations to you, Microsoft. Uh, Sony also confirms more than 10 million PS5 consoles have sold globally as of July 18th, 2021 making it the fastest selling console in sony's history guys gaming is alive and well it's not going anywhere despite what everyone (laughs) said a few years ago that that gaming is a dying
0: breed um what do we make of these numbers yeah consoles consoles are dying right christian i mean they're not coming back yeah it it was crazy when whoever said that back then said that but yeah uh, it's insane to me that both of them are like significantly outpacing the previous gen considering the supply constraints. You can't even find these consoles right now. Like that's insane to me that they're outselling them. So significantly, um, obviously, and this is interesting seeing, you know, the estimated 6.7 million Xbox series S S and X consoles compared to the 10 million PS fives. So about a 3 million, uh, unit difference if that estimated number is correct, which it's it's a decent chunk but I don't I feel like that's a lot better than what the Xbox One PS4 generation was where Sony had like at one point early on they had like 20 million and Xbox had like 6 million or something like so I feel like at least Microsoft is kind of making up some ground in that regard
1: Yeah they're, yeah. they're definitely they're both
2: selling sorry go to row no, just, I was just agreeing that I, I remember that statement being said that, like, consoles are, this is where consoles end, you're going to just be playing on cloud and PCs and all that kind of stuff. And I was genuinely scared why that ha- when somebody said that. I was like, no, I I, I love my consoles. I just, I, I want to play on PlayStation. I just want to play the, the bots. Damn. So this is obviously, uh, you know, it's happening. We're, we're still playing on consoles and We'll see where games go in the future. Xbox seems to be leading to, like, more, you know, cloud, like, one unified ecosystem sort of thing, and PlayStation may follow that, that line, but they've kind of said that they want to keep doing consoles. But, yeah, I am, you know, happy that these companies are doing so well because it means more games for us. And, yeah, I just want to know who has all the PlayStation 5s because... I, I don't understand. I just I don't understand how the number is so high. It's just it's crazy. Well,
1: but should uh, be
2: mine. yes, that would
1: be great. <laughs> Dan, you you kind of alluded to the chip shortage uh, supply earlier. Yeah. Um and I was thinking the exact same thing earlier, but obviously the demand is there People people are, are buying these consoles in record numbers. I was I'm kind of wondering, like, maybe the pandemic had some kind of impact on people who maybe are working from home or out of work who are, you know, looking for stuff to do while at home. And maybe gaming is an outlet for a lot of those people to kind of uh, engage in in different kinds of of, of art. So maybe that while is impacting supply, um, who knows if, if that has an impact on demand.
0: And we got for uh, Sony, we got uh, sales numbers on uh, games as well. Like uh, Miles Morales, it was up to like 7 million units. Uh, I think Ratchet and Clank's like 2 million, and it's only on PS5. So that's a really good attach rate. And I think Returnal had like 500,000 units, which is very good considering the scope of that game. So yeah, very good. Oh, roguelike. Yeah. I was not expecting that to sell that well, but like I'm so happy it's my current
1: game of the year, so...
0: Yes, nice.
1: Our final story, smaller one. Kena Bridges, Bridges Spirit has been officially delayed until September twenty first. Very sad because I am very excited for that game.
0: Yeah. It's a bummer. Looks very. This is beautiful. the first time.
2: It does. I love the the, the rot. I think they're called the little, uh, little black creatures. Reminds me of uh the little fuzzies and spirited. Yep yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah but I, I i can't wait for this game i'm not going to be able to play it I, wait it is on ps4 too right or yeah it is on ps4 too so i will be able to play it but uh
0: yeah super excited
2: take your time take your time
0: but yeah okay. definitely a bummer take it and that's not too far away i mean the 21st september 21st that's only like what yeah. less than two months away that's not too bad
2: well it's what on was, the game store too
1: what was the original <laughs> The original release date was August 24th, so it's being pushed back about a month, which isn't bad. Yeah.
0: It could be worse, you know? It could be, like, your favorite franchise ever that gets delayed in an entire year <laughs> and we're still waiting for it. Is that yeah, Halo? Know anything
1: yeah. <laughs> Do you like Halo? I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: yeah. a, little, a, little that, bit.
1: a little bit. That does it for the news of the week. It's almost time for Topic of the Show. But before that, I wanna know what games we're playing.
0: Dan, what what are you playing? I am playing Microsoft Flight Simulator on Xbox Series X and my goodness I am absolutely horrible at that game. Uh, (laughs) I, I used to play the old ones when I was a kid and I remember being really good at them, but now I'm just awful at it. And I'm like, I played it on my PC and I was like, Oh, I'll wait till it's on Xbox and play it. And then I played it on series X the other night and I was like, all right, I'm just really bad at this now. (laughs) But, uh, my gosh, it looks so good. Uh, especially on series X, surprisingly, it, it runs very well and looks very good. Uh, the only times I've had issues is like when you're first taking off in the airport, it gets a little framey because probably because of how much you know stuffs around you and such. But once you're in the air, it's beautiful. It's you know smooth sailing, no pun intended. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a really beautiful game. Uh, I also went back and played a little bit of Borderlands Three, uh, despite my hatred for Randy Pitchard. Uh, <laughs> and I uh, actually really enjoyed what I played. I literally just went. I just jumped back into my save. And was like, hey, let's see what I have to do here, like side quest wise. Because I know I didn't do all the side quests in the game. Uh, I kind of just, you know, set it down. I was like, I finished the story. I'm good with this. Uh, Like, I'm ready to move on. And uh, it's kind of a running joke, guys, that literally every time uh, they post a golden key code. I enter the golden key code on my Chrome browser on my phone. Like, I have a tab that's permanently open with that key code that you put in. So I've literally done that every time since I've uh, last played Borderlands. I had 245 golden keys available when I logged (laughs) into it. I was like, okay. And what do the keys do? So essentially, it unlocks this box that gives you a random selection of loot. But it's like high level or like high rarity loot, so essentially it's like it's motivation to get you to go back to play the game again. Uh, except I don't think they ever anticipate people like me who hasn't played in months and keeps entering these codes every single week. I'm not kidding. They put they send out like <laughs> codes every single week, and I put them in every time. And yeah, I started That's up awesome. 245. Awesome. Yeah, it's like all right. But, uh, yeah, I also played one match of MLB The Show with a coworker because he was talking mad crap, and I was like, <laughs> all right, let's 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 jump in there. I haven't played much of it, but I was like, I'll do it, and he plays a lot. And I literally, in the second or third inning, I got an inside-the-park home run. I was freaking the freak out on stream. Like I was streaming it on my personal Twitch because uh, my co-workers wanted to watch us compete against each other and uh yeah i was going nuts when i hit that so yeah, yeah i had awesome. some fun with that <laughs> did you play on xbox yes nice yeah and he was on playstation so some cross play going on there didn't even know you could do that that's very yep. cool yep
1: Rob, what are you what are you playing
2: i remember last week i was like playing that's door having a great time Loving the combat, all that jazz. And I also mentioned I started Pokemon Unite that I was I started I just played the two tutorials and that I mentioned that I was gonna play my, my first real match after the show. And I did. I played my first real match after the show and I've literally just been playing Pokemon Unite since the show. Oh
0: my gosh. <laughs> I've
2: been I haven't gone back to Death's Door. I haven't played anything else. I've just been playing Pokemon Pokemon Unite. Um I, I have it it's not like Loading right now because my switch isn't connected to the internet. Got it ready. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm lo- I wanted to show you guys my rank, but it's not gonna not gonna show up. But uh, hmm. I'm I'm loving it. It's like I, it's, it's a MOBA and it has like a Pokemon uh, blanket on top of it. So if anything was to get me into a MOBA, it's probably Pokemon. <laughs> So it's and it's really accessible. It's like it's not too complicated for for me to understand as someone who has tried MOBAs in the past like League of Legends and and Dota, kind of wanting to get into them but just being kind of overwhelmed by the rules and honestly the the community can be kind of toxic a lot of the time. And with a Nintendo Switch, there's no communication, whether that's good or bad, that's mm-hmm. that's up to you, but for me in this situation, very much happy about no chats, people ringing me out for doing something stupid in a match. So I'm having a really good time just casually playing it. I say casually, but I'm I've been hardcore into the game since <laughs> since uh since it launched. But um yeah, I'm having a really good time. The the I think a lot of people are upset with some balancing issues. Um I can understand a particular uh, mechanic like there's a Zapdos that, that uh spawns in the center of the map at a certain point in the game and whoever kills it you get like 50 points to dunk on the enemy team and you could be losing. You could be like just being demolished by the enemy team. But if you kill the Zapdos and you dunk those points, you kind of just win the game. So there's some balancing issues that definitely need to be ironed out for the hardcore uh, audience. So I definitely see those complaints. But as someone who's just casually playing it and hopping into ranked modes and just having a good time, win or lose, I'm having a blast with it right now.
1: And I can't believe we lost Ro to Mobas.
0: Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You know what? I can't believe Christian. He's been playing it the entire time off screen. We just haven't seen yep. it. You know, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I would,
1: I would believe it, dude. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for the possibility of like other characters being, other Pokemon being added, potentially my favorite ones being added. Gr- gradivore, I think is, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce her name, but the, the leafy dress-like Pokemon <laughs> was oh, added yeah. t- today. And, yeah, that, that excites me that, like, Typlosion maybe could be added, like, so my a- Afros, not Afros, uh, I think it's called Afros. But anyways, like, it's, I'm just excited for the the future of uh, the different Pokemon that could be added as well.
1: I'm just happy you're happy. even amphros sorry. amphros <laughs> Amphros, yeah. that's
2: That's one of my favorites as well. But yeah, enough about Pokemon. Unite, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, please. Like I, I enjoy listening to, to to it. Um, I've been. I I mentioned last week that I was playing Death Store. Um, that I wasn't loving it, but I, that I was really enjoying like the core gameplay of it. Um, I did beat it last week or on the weekend. Um, and then went on to complete the game, get the secret ending. Uh, still feel the same. I didn't love the game. I don't th- consider it like on the upper echelon, I think, of, of, of what's come out this year. But that said, it was really great at everything it's trying to do. The art design was fantastic. Combat, I think, I think was really fun. And the exploration, like, is what really kept me going throughout the game. It was, it was fantastic. Um, but the narrative stuff just didn't quite click for me um, for, for that reason. Just, uh, not uh, entirely a 10 out of 10 for me. Then I tried out. Speaking of Annapurna Interactive, I tried out Last Stop on Game Pass because why not? Um, I heard that there was like some absurd absurdity a la uh, Albert Camus, um, which really got me to try out the game. Um, it's very much uh, it- it- it's weird. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of busy work. It- it's 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 a move interactive movie. Um, And it's a lot of busy work of moving the sticks to to eat cereal or, you know, drink coffee. Camera angles are are, are cool, but you don't know where you're supposed to be walking half the time. So you end up walking to the wrong part of the map and you're just like awkwardly T-posing kind of (laughs) there and you have to figure out where to go. Um, And then the story story has like no agency no matter what you do. Like the conversation uh, is all very similar. It's almost like the same kind of decisions, but just like different ways to say them. Um and they have no impact on the story, so I I bounced out after about two hours and I don't I'm not sure if I'll go back, but maybe maybe I will if people were like, no, the ending is worth it. So we'll see. Um and then last night I got into FIFA twenty again just because it was on my hard drive. I was cleaning out some stuff and I was like, Why not? I'll play a game and then Wait. I played for four hours.
0: Wait, Chrisha, FIFA twenty is it FIFA twenty one on Game Pass? <laughs>
1: No, I know, but I was cleaning out my
0: PS5 oh, hard drive. Yes, yeah, oh, okay, so, okay, okay. so right. I was Fair, like, "Why
1: forever. not?" And so I remade my character, and I was like, "Let's start a new career." And like four hours went by, um, and then like halfway through a Champions League game, um, I had I was like, "You know, what? I need to go to sleep," and I'm not performing well. I'll pick this back up in the morning, and then I did. And I played <laughs> that Champions League game. Um. So
0: yeah. And then I have a surprise game that I wrote in here. Wait, I'm wait, finally. Let's, let's, yeah, get, yeah. let's try to guess it. Let's try to guess it, Roro. All right. Um, my okay. guess, you're, you're finally diving into Halo. Close. Um, I, I, I thought about it. Oh, no. Oh, you thought about okay. it. All
2: right, Roro. I was going to, I was, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, you're playing, you're playing Idol Manager, that new spin <laughs> game with the Singers.
1: No, and I don't, I don't think I will. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a PS1 copy of Metal Gear Solid coming in this week mm. that I will be, will be streaming. It's the first time I'm playing the game since I was a kid. All I remember is Psycho Mantis, Meryl, and a hallway full of mines. That's all I remember from that game, so it'll be fun to go back.
0: Nice.
2: Nice. Do, do another retro stream. I like it. I dig it. It's good stuff. Fun times. Always fun. That puts I'm, us I over... Never... Sorry, but <laughs> that, this is Look, probably going to spawn another conversation, so I may not probably won't say it. You sure?
0: Go for I was, it. I was
2: just going to say, I haven't played the Metal Gear games. I'm, I haven't played any of them.
0: Okay, Okay, except okay good, for five. <laughs> I played five. Yes. Just five? Yeah. I've yourself. also just only
2: touched five as well, actually.
0: Yep.
1: I'll forgive you since I've only played Halo 1. <laughs> That puts us to topic of the show, which is EA Play Live back from the dead space. Um, I'm going to run through, I think, uh, a lot of these announcements and then we can discuss after. Just because there there was a lot of stuff that happened in that there there wasn't that much happening. Uh, There's a lot in a little bit of time is what I'm trying to say, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So I'm, I'm gonna do my best to go through EA Play live from host uh, from last week, hosted by Up Up Down Downs, Austin Creed. Uh, the show started with The Sims 4 Cottage DLC now available worldwide, um, and then we moved on over to Grid Legends, announced uh, and developed by Codemasters, coming 2022, maybe a story campaign attached. We weren't quite sure with uh, Enkuti Gatwa from Sex Education being one of the characters um, in the trailer, which is very cool. We then got some details on Apex Legends' newest season, Emergence, which is launching August 3rd. It introduces the new legend, Seer. Uh, There's a a map update to World's Edge. We get a new weapon, the Rampage LMG, as well as Ranked Arenas. Moving on, we then got news on Knockout City season 2 uh called Fight at the Movies. This comes out July 27th, which is already out, right? Yeah. It includes a new map, new gear, a new ball, the soda ball, and a new playlist. The big stuff is coming. Battlefield Portal uh was officially announced for Battlefield 2042 a community-driven component developed by Ripple Effect Studios, allowing for a wide range of custom gameplay settings. You can get maps, vehicles, weapons from across Battlefield 1942, Bad Company 2, Battlefield 3, and of course, 2042, with the news that Hazard Mode will be announced uh, at a reveal coming later this year. And then the creme de la creme, guys. I could not believe it. <laughs> Dead Space remake is confirmed via the teaser developed by EA Motive coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series S/X. slash uh, X. The game is a remake um, in the Frostbite engine. The goal is to honor the original while modernizing the title to utilize next-gen tech and features cut content from the original title. There's a lot there. Where to begin?
0: Dan. Yes. Uh my well let, let me just start with Battlefield for me personally like Battlefield Portal my goodness that looks incredible like what you can literally combine like two different eras of of Battlefield in one game mode like they they made the example of like four specialists of of Battlefield 2042 going up against a a bunch of uh Battlefield 1942 uh what is it who's the bad guy 1942
1: russia i remember like
0: japan i think was in that game gosh i'm i'm i don't remember uh but yeah like they have like i want to say the one game mode is like 30 or 40 uh 1942 uh soldiers that are going up against four 2042 specialists which is just freaking awesome and the the 1942 soldiers have 50 health so it's essentially like this guerrilla warfare thing going on where they have to like surprise attack and attacking groups which is just oh i love that so much i i'm excited to see the creativity uh in those game modes and uh like those repair bots there's like a whole bunch of repair bots against the tank <laughs> it's just awesome oh it looks so uh, good
1: to answer your question, 1942 was the uh, the Allies versus the Axis powers. So, okay. German, Germany, Italy, and Japan were the Axis powers. So, yeah, okay. you're right.
0: But yeah, very excited for Battlefield Portal.
1: Bummer that it got, uh, I guess, uh, leaked before. Yeah, that morning up. Uh, but it's still a very cool trailer. Yeah. Yes. And Roe, anything ex- excite you from EA Play Live?
2: Yeah, I mean, Battle- Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, I definitely was excited for, as well. Um, yeah, everything about that looked <laughs> super fun. It's it's been on my radar obviously since they announced it. But every time, I'm it's not that I'm expecting to be let down by by it. But every time there's gameplay for a shooter or something, I'm always like, oh, this isn't this isn't as good as I I thought it was going to be. But Battlefield has been like hyped throughout. Throughout its all of its reveals, so I'm I'm so excited to to play it later this year. Um, but besides that, um, I've been out of Apex for such a long time. But the new uh, hero looks really cool. I loved his uh, his little animation that he got earlier that week with uh, I think the 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 animated intro for him. I think it's by an animator who did like a, a Love, Sex, and Robots uh, episode on Netflix, and it just looks incredible um but i don't know if i'll ever go back to apex again i just wanted to say that i, I thought the character was really cool and i hope that they continue killing it over there at respawn. um but yeah I'm, I'm happy for everybody else with the dead space <laughs> stuff though that was really cool um i think alec what's his, uh, uh shoot what's his name uh, the guy who hosted oh what's his name oh austin Creed? Assassin's Creed, yes, thank you. I think he killed it, and that was he did such a great job with that, and especially at the at the end there with just like selling it with like I think there's something behind that door, and and so often <laughs> like you you but yeah you can go first. But I was going to say, as, and so often you you get these hosts and they're like they go a little too far or they don't go enough, and it's like super cheesy or super awkward. But I think he like nailed it perfectly, and uh, yeah, he did a did a great job. But Dead Space, not a franchise that I've ever played. But like Resident Evil with the recent remakes, with RE2 and RE3, this has a a potential to to either bring me in or at least get me a little bit interested, but definitely spark people like me who haven't played, but people like Daniel who are hardcore fans and just, you know, it's it's awesome all around. So I'm happy for, for the Dead Space fans out there
1: Mm -hmm. bro you're not into scary games if i remember correctly
2: is that right usually i i am not i'm trying to get over that because i feel like there's a lot of awesome scary games out there that i just have not touched, dude but uh yeah usually i'm 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 not a scary game fan
1: (laughs) i i would say probably don't play dead space even though like it's an amazing game because that game gave me night (laughs) terrors when i first played the game uh, on on ps3 and i can't wait to get them again
0: (laughs) it's such a good game it's such a good game Oh,
1: the level design of that game is like fantastic the yes. ishimura is like one of my favorite gameplay settings to explore it's so good
0: and the, just like the story is so like interesting because you start as an engineer and like you're just trying to figure out how to survive this like crazy event that's happening and you use like this engineer tool and that's your main weapon like it's so cool it's such a cool idea and like uh playing that for the first time was so good uh, I would recommend you play it, Roro, and my only <laughs> advice to you is cut off their limbs. Oh, my God. Ah, nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, as a... Sorry, go ahead. Turn the Turn. lights on. Right.
2: Maybe don't play with <laughs> play headphones. It during, and I think be play it during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, as as an outsider looking in for, like, horror games in general, but Dead Space in particular, I've always like, been a fan from afar, because I haven't played the game, I haven't really watched anybody play the game either, but I I always love, like, the art for it, I love Isaac's, like, suit of armor, and I love Mm -hmm. that he's an engineer, like I said, but, like, the the aesthetic, and just, like, everything about the game is definitely really, really cool, I've loved for for years since it's came out, but I've just never actually played the game, because I'm too scared to play it, but Mm -hmm. everything about Dead Space is just screams cool from an outsider looking in.
0: And if you play the original trilogy, Roro you can literally, you will be, you know, eased out of it because as the series went on, it got less scary. That's <laughs> what I'm p- afraid, yeah. yeah. To the point where Dead Space 3 was just an action game, essentially. But, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. There's a video essay by Jacob Geller. Um, he starts,
1: it's about Dead Space 2, but he starts his essay by talking about, oh, like, the immersion that Dead Space 1 creates through its, like, Dick, I guess of having everything be in game and that's to what Roe was saying about like the suit um, like everything that you interact with is literally in the game it's Isaac doing it through like physical stuff that's on his body um, and it, it kind of like set a precedent for a lot of stuff like God of War with a single shot as well as um, you know stuff like The Last of Us having to craft um, while opening your backpack it's it's the, the menus there but it's it's happening in game um, so I mean if if you're into kind of like uh, development behind it, I would I would say check out that video by Jacob Geller. It's it's
2: very good. Yeah, good video the USA. Definitely go check it
0: out. I also I want to point out like it's crazy to me that Knockout City is doing so well because like I don't know if I've told this story before and I don't know if I'm supposed to tell it, but I'm going to tell it anyways. I was in an alpha for that game a long time ago, like probably over a year ago, and. It was very broken, and I was like, I'm never playing this game. This is terrible. And then I set it down and then it came out. And I literally didn't I didn't follow it or anything because I knew I had played that experience and I was like, uh, and then it came out and everyone was like super hyped on it. I was like, wait, what? Like, I gotta go check this out, I guess, because uh what I played was very different, but obviously that it was an early test, and I shouldn't have used that as a frame of reference, but I did. So
1: I never had issues with the game when it came out.
0: Yeah,
2: really good. Good launch. I, I haven't gone back to it in, in a, minute, but I I remember having a really fun time with it for, I guess that trial period. I never bought it. I just I just used up the trial and then- Game Pass, baby. Here you play. Yes. Oh yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> Best in gaming. Yeah, you said it, Christian. Alrighty, folks, that is going to do it for us. (laughs) Thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Dan. I'm Christian, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, keep on gaming, and long live the indies.
0: Welcome to India's mess. Much love. See ya.